This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out, Paul Stone. It's the bowl season. It's our favorite time of the year, and we want to take this opportunity to thank you, Paul Stone, for not just giving us straight releases throughout the entire college football season and even before in the conference previews, but also information and angles that help shape our handicapping a season. So thank you, and to you and yours, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Paul Stone. Same to you, Jimmy. Glad to, glad to be here. A lot of uh, a lot of bowl games still to be played. I think we've got, as we record here on Tuesday, the nineteenth of December, we've got seven uh, in the books, and uh, I guess thirty some odd still to go, uh, if my math's correct. But uh, a lot of games to be played, and uh, looking forward to it. We get a pretty. Uh, Pretty regular dose from here all the way through the national championship. Game. Now, look, we pre-record, and so we can't, uh, you know, it's easy to say after the fact. But don't let, don't take the full hit on those unbelievable comebacks, whether it is Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky and Western Michigan in the Bahamas Christmas Eve. I mean, I'm getting word, in, in, you know, before the service, you know, that, that would happen in that one. And then, of course, TCU and Oregon. Cut your losses or try in middle. When you see a momentum shift, and sometimes when that momentum shifts, it is real uh, in football. Look, to, look at the live action on Bet Rivers. Middle. It's not just a straight hedge. It's not straight given. But if you can see a big lead starting to evaporate, UCLA Boise State is a classic example on Saturday night as well. Uh, maybe kind of uh, cut your losses or look for a little middle uh, too. It ensures your original bet. It creates a middle to uh, to uh, generate more of a profit. But uh, so it's something to keep in mind uh, during the bowl season. Let's go to the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. I made this trip as a lot of Central Florida fans will be doing. How about the ticket sales by the Golden Knights in this one? That's always a nice piece of information. But I've driven that short trip of of an hour from Orlando to Tampa, and a lot of uh, Central Florida fans will. Central Florida is four over Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech's excited to be in a bowl game with their first-year full coach after a successful interim basis last year, Paul. Yeah, you know, I really think this bowl game, you know, a pair of – basically uh, 500, I guess, power five teams. But like you said, both teams want to be here. Both teams showed uh, nice flashes. Central Florida gets off to the three and five start, but they win uh, three of their last four games to achieve bowl eligibility. So a lot to like here. And it doesn't look like there's going to be a whole lot of opt-outs. Cal Kennard, uh, Georgia Tech's top uh, defensive end, top pass rusher, Uh, He is in the portal, so he won't play for Georgia Tech. And then on the other side, UCF, their top cornerback, Corey Thornton, three interceptions, nine passes broken up. Uh, He's in the portal as well. But for the most part, it looks like most hands are on deck for both these teams. So could really be uh, an interesting matchup. I'm really looking forward to this game uh, there in Tampa this Friday, the 22nd. As you mentioned, a virtual home game for UCF. 
uh, about 84 miles from its Orlando campus. They sold out their first allotment of tickets, so uh, a lot of excitement around this game for UCF. I know Gus Malzahn, their coach, believes the Golden Knights should have a good nucleus of returnees next season uh, to be an improved team in 2024, and he views this bowl game is a potential uh, building block and springboard to next season. Um, you know, again, uh, it looks like uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of the players on hand. John Rice Plumley uh, read a story in the Tampa paper this morning. He is absolutely playing, and he has gotten healthier. I'm sure with this time off because he struggled. He, he was, you know, battling bumps and bruises all year long, so uh, lower leg injury. So certainly, uh, his availability will be critical to UCF. But there's a particular angle, a particular uh, statistical matchup, if you will, that I like in this game. UCF this year, they averaged 9.2 yards per pass attempt with uh, Plumlee and uh, backup Timothy McLean at the helm at quarterback. Georgia Tech, meanwhile, and that 9.2 yards pass attempt, I should point out, ranks them in the top 10 nationally in that category. Georgia Tech, not so great defending the pass. Gave up 7.7 yards uh, per attempt. Uh, they only had 19 sacks all year. And now again, Kennard, 11 tackles for loss. Their top sack man was six sacks. He's in the portal and won't play. So you might not see a whole lot of patch rush out of Georgia Tech. Uh, just like this situation, they're excited to be there. They're in their backyard playing well. I like UCF minus four over Georgia Tech. Yeah, Plumley also uh, is very important to uh, his his health, obviously with his legs too. Because what of 133 Division One teams, I put him in the top 10 as far as most athletic. I mean, I saw him once at Ole Miss rush for over 200 yards in a conference game. I saw him play a lot of baseball in center field. He can fly. The MLB scouts love his home to first times. I mean, so so for him, his mobility and his rushing threat to be compromised was a big deal. Uh, throughout uh, this season. So that's good news uh, that he's got some rest and he's excited uh, to play as well. And those ticket sales, that is a pretty good barometer. Uh, that's sort of a reflection of the team of how excited uh, they are to be there. Because remember, Central Florida, with their move to the Big 12, they stopped their, uh, their I guess, their interstate rivalry with uh, South, South Florida in that trip to Tampa each and every year. Hey, right now at Bent Rivers, until January 1st, earn a 25% NCAA football profit boost when you place a real money live wager of $25 or more on any college bowl game. Profit boost can be claimed one times per day during the promotional period. That's going on right now through 1st of January. Uh, right here at Bet Rivers, brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Let's move to your second one. And well, this is one of my favorite angles the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. James Madison had that undefeated uh, season busted up. Man, sometimes that uh, game day can be more of a distraction than, an, uh, than a boost of energy. We saw it um, oh, help, you know, this past year with Appalachian State beating James Madison. And then. Who did we see it uh, the year before where it was uh, the Hail Mary against Troy knocked out? Um, oh, I'm forgetting uh, who it was. Maybe uh, maybe it was uh, App State. Uh, I forget. But uh, in that area of the country. James Madison here, though, is a two and a half point favorite over Air Force. Yeah, James Madison, uh, their second season as an FBS member uh, was quite a wild ride. They start the season with 10 straight victories. 
uh, climb into the AP's top 20. And as you mentioned, ESPN's college game day comes to Harrisonburg. And as you also mentioned, that perfect season came to a halt on the day of game day's visit, Appalachian State nudging the Dukes 26-23 in overtime. But I'll tell you, a lot has happened, Jimmy, in the month since game day came to uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. Former JMU head coach Kirk Signetti, uh, obviously has left Harrisonburg to take the Indiana head coaching job. Not only has Signetti left, but as is often the case, uh, took most of JMU's coaching staff with him. In fact, James Madison has had to hire five temporary coaches to get through the bowl game. Uh, predictably, they have many players in the portal. Reports are that of these players, about 20 players in the portal, that most are expected to play in the bowl game, but we'll see if that comes to fruition. This is one of those tricky parts of the bowl handicapping, uh, having a feel for who's in and who's out. The Dukes, bowl, uh, their bowl opponent on Saturday, Air Force, uh, started the season 8-0. and They lose their final four regular season games to finish 8-4, and but their speedy quarterback, Zach Larrier, did not play the final three games for Air Force, didn't play much of the one before that. He is now practicing. He's expected to be back for the bowl, as are several other Falcons. So Air Force is going to be healthier, especially on offense. It's never ideal for any team unfamiliar with the offense to be facing this unique triple option offense. It's even more daunting when you have five temporary coaches uh, participating in that preparation. Air Force, they've won four straight bowl games, have a lot of players from Texas, love playing in the state of Texas. I think they're going to win this game outright. Air Force plus two and a half over James Madison. Man, that trigger man is so important to that offense, as you know, Paul. And, you know, people wondering why, you know, why Navy has uh, kind of dumped off a little bit. Man, they don't have those Keenan Reynolds, and I forget the other quarterback's name uh, right now. But, I mean, you don't have those guys, you know, pulling the trigger for you. That's a big deal. Why does this App State uh, bring memories? It was game day at Boone, North Carolina, in App State, where they won on a last-second Hail Mary, 32-28. They did not cover, however. So you got the money. Troy got the money, so the visiting team taking advantage of a little extra attention uh, that game day brings, extra distractions maybe. But Air Force, I love backing the military schools and check their record in the bowl seasons over the last 10 years or so. It is very, very impressive. The Army-Missouri game, people were riding that angle so much, it the, the line shifted like eight points. I mean, it was ridiculous to where it kind of fell in the middle depending on where you bet it. But the uh, one thing is for sure, the military schools focus – uh, intensity, uh, motivation, they're in. They're in uh, for the bowl games. Get extra value. You know, this football season is winding down, so kind of last little uh, stretch of opportunity here to get the Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. That's brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Three picks for this session of the bowls with Paul Stone. Let's go to the Las Vegas Bowl. Paul, I've been to Vegas Plenty of times for the Las Vegas Bowl. I have never made it to the game. Here we go. Utah goes from Pasadena, Pasadena to Las Vegas and uh, Northwestern. The Utes are laying six and a half to Northwestern. Well, looking back, just real briefly, Keenan Reynolds, one of those quarterbacks for Navy, the kind of guy they hadn't had recently, and then the most recent one, Malcolm Perry. Yes, so those yes, were two yes. 
man, Kenan Reynolds and Michael Perry, those are big time <laughs> guys. Man, they were great. Uh, beautiful to watch those guys. But looking to this Las Vegas Bowl game, you know, you kind of hit on one of my key points. Utah, not to discredit the folks there in Las Vegas, they put on a great bowl game. But Utah, the past two seasons, have culminated playing in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. And now they're, uh, you know, somewhat relegated to the Las Vegas Bowl, not quite as prominent uh, playing a, uh, you know, fairly middling team from the Big Ten. So naturally, I think there might be a little bit less oomph in the the Utes' uh, preparation for this bowl game. Plus, I don't believe any team in America was more negatively impacted by injuries this year than Utah. I mean, obviously their quarterback, Cam Rising, didn't play all year. Their standout tight end, Brant Keithy, didn't play all year. And, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, They've even lost additional players uh, going into this game. Both starting safeties will be out against Northwestern. Their standout defensive end, Jonah Ellis, he had 16 tackles for loss and 12 sacks this year. Despite missing the final two regular season games, he's going to be out with injuries. So uh, a lot of uh, key guys for Utah, even ones that previously had been playing for the most uh, part, are out. So not quite the same team that they were hoping to field this year. You look at this Northwestern team, that they are in a bowl game at 7-5, and five, considering where they were in early July, uh, is almost a miracle. Uh, as we remember back, you know, they fired their uh, longtime head coach, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, in July amid hazing allegations. They had just a few months prior to that hired David Braun, the former defensive coordinator at uh, North Dakota State, to be their defensive coordinator at Northwestern, even though he had never coached in the FBS level, either as an assistant or a head coach, they promote him to interim coach and uh, most probably figured there would be a search at the end of the year. But the interim tag removed in mid-November. Braun, uh, now they're permanent, as permanent as you can be in college football. They're permanent head coach there in Evanston. So Northwestern, just a uh, man, a feel-good story this year. They closed the regular season on a three-game winning streak, defeating Wisconsin, Purdue, and Illinois. I think they're the hungrier team. I think they're going to have more hands on deck. I like Northwestern in the six-and-a-half there in Vegas over Utah. Paul, it was um, it was on uh, September third, and this is one of my um, sort of uh, NFL uh, handicap, but a recency bias overreaction to those standalone primetime games where I, all the eyeballs are focused in on one. It was September third, so Labor Day Eve. We actually had a staggered triple header, so not just in August, but in September. Everybody saw how bad Northwestern looked. We all knew about the situation, how it affected them. So, I mean, they buried the perception of that team. Man, they were a profitable team uh, moving on. And from that point, in that, for that coach to keep that together, I think, I mean, hell of a job uh, this year uh, by him. And so, uh, I... Uh, and, you know, it kind of kind of sticks in my mind. They lost 24-7. They scored like on the last play of the game to make it. It was ugly to Rutgers, who wasn't exactly the most, you know, you know, the, the toughest team in the world. But, yeah, they easily covered that five and a half in Northwestern, never in it. So, it was at Northwestern Rutgers, Oregon State, San Jose State, and LSU Florida State staggered triple header. That got all of our attention. Uh, I think motivation. I think, yes, Northwestern for going from there to a bowl, bowl game, and Utah going from Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, 
to uh, to hear. Yeah, you, you tell me uh, the obvious situation there. So I'm with Northwestern as well. Not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Paul, but we're going to pull for you, baby. I One thing about me, Paul, I'll put my money where my mouth is. So there you go. Paul, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We appreciate everything you do for us. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Pet Rivers Network.